Hello, and welcome to the Art of Presence podcast. I'm your host, Christine Pollard. On today's episode, I'm joined by Al, and he shares with us about a recent experience that he had just before recording this episode. Also, we wonder if we discovered the key to heaven on earth. We'll let you decide. I invite you to notice what comes up for you as you listen, and please feel welcome to share with us. As always, thank you for being here and enjoy the episode. So now I ask, what's present for you right now? Say I'm a little activated. I'm not quite sure why. I could feel it in my body, definitely. Just want to say that's okay. <laughs> that there's space for that. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm feeling the impulse to even just create space for that. That there is belonging, there's welcome for that to exist here. That's good. That's nice. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. Do you feel okay going into what may be activating? Or does that feel too? No, I think I have a um, a general idea anyway. Does it feel um, okay to share about it? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've had a few opportunities to uh, reconnect with an old friend who I hadn't seen in quite some time. And I had the opportunity to see them last night. And... Uh, it it danced around overwhelming the entire time, but in a, in a good way. And uh, we hadn't seen each other in a number of years, and I, I also was struck more than once by how both of us have evolved in the intervening years. And And all, I don't want to say for the better, because it was good enough to begin with. But I will say the vista is grander, the landscape is wider, the palette of colors is much, you know, there are so many more. It's really nice, both as a reflection on where I've come from and, and of course, where they've come from. And I think the energy from that has been slowly waning since then, but overwhelmingly just really cool, really pleasant and unexpected. Sounds like it's, it's still with you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a little more than a little bit, but um, it's been interesting as it has kind of dissipated this morning. There's almost like, there's almost a feeling of, no, please, you know, I, I certainly couldn't operate being activated at that level, but as I watch it go, there's kind of a longing for it. So, um, but it's okay. I mean, I, I think that's how these things work, right? Yeah. Well, I heard you say overwhelming in a good way, mm -hmm. which 
informs me that there must also be overwhelming in a bad way to contrast. So I hear you saying, I wonder, to me, it tells me maybe the intensity, like the overwhelming in a good way. Uh Could you like, um, are you willing to share more about what informs you of that? Um, it's probably all nonverbal. I, I, I think we both were surprised by just the level of connection after so many years. I'm pleasantly surprised, but I, I don't think either of us were prepared for the scope of it or the intensity of it. Um, right. Not out of nowhere, but out of nowhere, you know. Um, it was very familiar, like no time had passed, and it was also very, very different. And And I don't know that I can superimpose thoughts or words on it right now. It's just an experience, you know. But one that doesn't happen very often. So um, I do welcome it. Yeah, I'm just sitting with that, the welcoming of it. That that, that feeling is welcome. I'm wondering if this is a new thing that I mean, there's, there's, there's no fear, which I guess draws attention to itself immediately anyway. It's like, wait a minute, there's no fear here. It just felt safe and real, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really real in real time, really. <laughs> right. I think I'm, well, I think I'm just trying to catch up. I think mm. I think I'm watching my body slow down so I can catch up a little with with what it was. Like you said, the in real time it's, it it sounds like you were present in the experience and also that experience has stayed with you. And like as you're now uh, making more space for more of the experience that, yeah, kind of like, like you said, that catching up, that processing, um, which sounds like maybe newer as far as being in the real time, like experiencing things in real time. Is that accurate? I think there was a reflection that the person who was experiencing it, I won't say new, but a reflection of my own evolution, a, a reflection of to, to, to what extent I can be present for things like that without fear, without shame, without a thousand 
natural shocks that flesh is heir to, you know. And, and that happened numerous times, that there was recognition that we were bringing whole new parts to each other that had only developed and evolved since we had last seen each other. Yeah, there had a lot of things going on. <laughs> there were a lot of things going on. And also I had the opportunity to, uh, we don't live particularly close, but she was generally in my neighborhood. So I had the opportunity to ride my bike down on the lake at sunset and I found that was very grounding. It felt like I was welcoming somebody into my space, into my backyard. So there are a lot of things that happened and nothing happened. We walked around the city and talked, you know. It was a pleasant evening. I see that <laughs> on your face, in your body. Yeah. And not even just that, but like the whole experience you were saying, riding your bike, it being sunset, like the the environment you were in, the company, the the nothing and everything. <laughs> Nothing and everything. I guess that shows just how useless either one of those words are. <laughs> nothing is everything is everything is nothing all the time, right? That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's not often in my life I get reflections of uh, myself by people I am able to trust that much. So it certainly got my attention. I can see the, the meaning that it has. And, and these are the most words I've tried to put toward it since it happened. That was the other interesting thing. I was very very content, very cool, just to experience it. Just to let it do what it's going to do. And You don't have to say more. <laughs> I'm feeling even just as you talk about it and like even the description of riding your bike near lake and sunset, like, transporting me there too and also knowing what it what it feels like to have you know those types of conversations where you are seen or you get that reflection and that deep connection with someone else and so I feel just kind of this expansiveness I guess um, as I as I listen to you, as I'm here with you, as you, as you share. That's a really good word, expansiveness. It's funny, it's not like, um, 
the encounter enabled that. It's more like the encounter just allowed me to see what was already there to begin with, which was, again, vast, expansive indeed. Lots of room for everyone and everything. It's a good lesson. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I see something, an experience. You don't have to share about it. I'm just noticing it. I wonder what it's like to realize that. That vastness of, of seeing what was already there. It's a very good thing. You know? I know that... Uh, Along with rocky times comes a narrowing of scope, either hyper-focusing on one thing to the exclusion, you know, a hundred reasons why. That, that, that almost seems predictable, but this was a complete surprise. Thank you for sharing about it, allowing me to to uh, witness and, and be here with you as you share about it. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> really, you allowed me to, uh, to walk back through a very pleasant experience. I've heard you use that word several times now already. Pleasant. <laughs> And the smile that I see on your face <laughs> as you say so. And uh, it, it lights you up and it lights me up to, <laughs> to like share in that, in that joy is the word that comes up for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that realization that really this is, Nothing more extraordinary than a human encounter. Nothing you got to work at. Something that just you're entitled to the moment you start breathing air, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing things right in front of you. Yeah, I see the the possibility of you know, that ease in just human connection. What I feel, I don't like this word exactly, but maybe how it should be, <laughs> like how human connection is maybe meant to be. And I, I don't know that I'd say that definitively, but um, I guess it, my hope for what it should be. <laughs> And 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 uh, maybe at its simplest, all that it needs to be, or all that it already is, or all that it wants to be, all at the same time. All that it already is, like how much we can bring in <laughs> to our human interactions, and when. It can be simple 
as it already is and that there's space for that, that there's capacity for that, um, that there can be ease in that. It's not always the case, but just that potential that is there. And then when you see it or maybe not even see it, but can be, you know, yeah. when there isn't pressure or, you know, someone that you're trying to be right. Expectations. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It sounded like you were about to suggest agenda. Right. <laughs> right. Trying to be someone when you feel free to be yourself. That's got to be what enables it. It even enables the chance of it happening, I think. Something resembling being yourself. Which you don't really have to work at now, do you? That's more about surrender, isn't it? What a ride. Yeah. And finding places that feel... Places, people, where you feel safe to be yourself... You know, so that ease can come without, without fighting against uh, whatever sometimes prevents us from being ourselves in the first place. <laughs> a long list on that one. I mean, it, it's it's nice. I, I get so much of this is kind of a surprise to me because it's not something that I could, you know, maybe when I was this tall, but it's, uh, it's been a journey to learn, see, and experience a lot of the things I just, for whatever reasons, did not have the opportunity to. So far, they've been nothing but good, so... I can't explain it, but I ain't trying to either, you know. I think some things are just inexplainable. Yeah. With words, anyway. I think there's like a knowing, you know? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'm more inclined to believe that now. I'm more inclined to believe that in general, and it's pretty cool. It asks for trust. It asks for surrender. If you dare. But I've been enjoying it immensely. Happy for you in that. It's something that I wish was maybe more common, <laughs> more experienced in general wouldn't feel like special circumstances. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but then, then it makes me wonder about being able to maybe see or appreciate it. Um, if it was common, I don't know, because I don't know that I've ever experienced it to that level to be able to to know if it would make a difference? I, th I think it would raise a really interesting question is because if that level was normal, 
what would be even further? What would even dip deeper? What would even be simpler? You know, I guess, I guess those bounds are infinite. I guess there's no, nothing, nothing keeping us from the infinite. I'm not much of a Bible guy, but the one phrase in it that always caught my imagination was kingdom of heaven on earth. Mm. It's got to be right now, doesn't it? There's nothing else but. Yeah, that's similar to where I was going in my own internal experience thinking that. That what heaven would be like, <laughs> you know, uh, looking back on my own experiences of like real deep, authentic connection with people where it feels safe, where all of me is welcome, which I feel like is supposed to be maybe the the point of Christianity as I understand it. (laughs) That I feel is just the mark has largely been missed, but, um, but it exists like as we have these experiences, like this is real, (laughs) you know, this is how, we can be as humans relating to each other and what magic that's the only term I can use to describe it because it is kind of indescribable to me it is to experience I don't know it's like with this work that I do I can't explain it to people (laughs) like healing story circles, for example, I can't explain it to anyone because it's just this thing that you have to experience because hearing about it, you're like, Oh, you know, maybe it might pique someone's interest. Maybe you might be like, Oh, maybe that's something I want to experience, but you don't know until you know. (laughs) Until you get there. Yeah, exactly. Until you see it with your own eyes. And not be a yeah. doubting Thomas, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's something about experiencing it for yourself to really know. But not even just experiencing it because you can come. Someone can come and still not be able to receive or to see or to take it in. You know, like I think there might also be this a level of receptibility that maybe needs to be there in order to fully take in an experience like that or to really meet each, like what I heard in, in what you were sharing with this encounter with this person was really being able to meet each other and and be present in real time, in the moment and things with intent. Yeah. With intent, if yeah. not desire. But what you were just describing about the energy in the circle, I had never encountered 
in my natural life. And it resonated and continues to resonate very deeply because of its insane simplicity. Mm. Just showing up with an intent to be present. I, I, nev- I had no idea it was even possible, much less having had the opportunity to experience it. Boy, people are stupid. Actually, that's just what shot through my head, you know, (laughs) because it's like, why would you overcome, you know, again, this is, this is available to anyone, anytime, anywhere. And I guess I know some of the reasons why not, but what is it? There are things in your sciences not dreamt of or not dreamt of in your science. That's a line from Hamlet. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, evidently me neither. I, I don't know. I, 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 I always love the poetry of coming to some grand conclusion and then finding out that it was simple in there all the time anyway. You know, that, that makes the most sense to me. Un, un, until you get to a point where you can start to trust and believe that, right? That it ain't just a fluke, that it's available 24-7 should you choose. I'm not sure that until you know, I don't know if it's a choice. (laughs) Yeah, good call. And then I wonder, why, how, and when does somebody know? How's that work? I mean, I can look at my life and cite a few things, but... What is that about? <laughs> you can write 10,000 short stories, right? Mm-hmm. Mystery. But I still care more about the fact that I'm experiencing it now than yeah. why somebody may not. Sorry, yes, pure selfishness, but I no, think in a good no, way. No. In a good way. I, I, I definitely want to acknowledge it. I definitely want to give it its due. I definitely want to show some gratitude, you know, as a passenger, mm-hmm. not even driving the train, just as a passenger. That's, again, seems very poetic to me. And it's okay. I don't find it selfish <laughs> to uh, focus on what you are experiencing right now and it seems that you are grateful for these experiences. That's what comes across to me anyway. Uh, mixed in with a little serious surprise. Like, where did this come from? <laughs> Manna from heaven, right? We're just really pulling it all from a good book. <laughs> You know, it's probably a level of trust. It's probably when when you're able to affect a level of trust that enables you to see these things or much less experience them. It's funny you talked about 
explaining, trying to explain the work you do. I've had those experiences trying to explain my experience with the work you do. (laughs) And uh, I'll be damned, but you, you know what shows up most frequently? Suspicion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and all I can do is kind of bow my head and and say, "Well, now we know about you, you know. <laughs> right. S- safe travels, and may things not look so bleak in your future." I hear you being able to somewhat be with their experience, noticing that. If this is your reaction, then what has informed that reaction? Oh, yeah. Well, I've also had more than enough experiences living it. It's just that I found I couldn't continue to define myself by what I am not. Mm-hmm. And I think I understand why somebody would do that, but... Shake the dust off your sandals, huh? Ooh, another one. I'm like <laughs> up to six or something here. <laughs> and I haven't probably seen that book in 40 years, so. <laughs> I guess this is a spiritual experience. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's funny being a spiritual experience that I'm able to reference that book. Because... <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. At least the way I was introduced to it, it wasn't much of a spiritual experience. It's a top-down hierarchy, right? There was something you said, and now I don't remember what it was. I was like going off, and boop, it's gone. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But it is interesting being met with suspicion, like, is that supposed to be a good thing? Is it actually real? I wonder... Like, because it seems like so many of us long for this type of connection. But then when it's like, I have this thing where you can experience this thing that you've been longing for, but it's met with suspicion, like that just uh, ignites so much curiosity in me. Yeah. Well, I guess the question ends up being, to the person, what happened to you at your most vulnerable when you weren't suspicious? You know, what what could move you to such a level of suspicion? Because I have to believe our natural resting state is not that. And I don't know, maybe that's some of the stuff I'm tasting, a natural resting state. Yeah. If so, it's a it's a goddamn party. <laughs> it's just a wonderful place to be and a wonderful place to live and it almost takes less effort to stay there. And to think like the human body, whether you want to call it by design or whatever, like not designed to be in survival mode forever (laughs) and it's like oh is this what it's like is this how it's how is this how it was supposed to be because even as i see hear you 
again, sharing your experience and afterwards, this isn't, there isn't all this like doubt coming up or like, did I actually experience that? Was that real? You know, like there isn't all this, there isn't suspicion. There isn't, you know, it was just really taking it in, allowing like that permission for it to be like, because I could see someone, you know, having a really good experience like that and then questioning questioning it you know but i don't see you doing that here i I think fortunately i was i was just too busy being present in the situation i didn't have time to start thinking (laughs) and then really screw it up you know but there was no desire to either Mm -hmm. i don't know it's just hopefully it's reflective of a new normal I'd like to believe so anyway. Yeah. I think that's important, you know, the distinction of noticing that you're present because of the absence of all the thinking, <laughs> not having to be a certain way, not like you, know, you can't be present if you're somewhere else. And so I hear that 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 wasn't there you were present because there was that absence of, you know, any of those things that we bring into human interactions that we either anxieties or expectations or fears or whatever they happen to be. And yeah, the simplicity, right, of when that's gone and you don't have to worry about that and you're just yourself. And I, I personally like... <laughs> I personally like IFS. Not everyone does. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like thinking of self, like when you inhabit self from the IFS perspective, then it's all those parts, all those different parts that are the, you know, thinking where they take Mm -hmm. us out into the thinking and keep us from being present. And so those parts being, you know, anxiety or the masks that we're putting on or trying the people we're trying to be to impress or to protect or to whatever, you know, to craft some sort of experience or to protect ourselves in some sort of social manner. But that when you inhabit self and you are present, the ease. Yeah. So much I like about IFS, except um, the metaphor of a bunch of people running around inside <laughs> me. Just was a little. I saw them all about that big, driving tiny cars. And, <laughs> um, yeah. But I, yeah. I have, I, I found I have, have four internal characters. Um, that's plenty, plenty good. Hard enough to manage <laughs> them, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you 100% to the static, the noise, the background processes, everything that's running in your computer, slowing it down, you know. And ultimately how easy it is, how normal it is, how accessible it is when you have the opportunity and you take one step, how I, how simple But it does take trust, no? 
I mean, it takes, especially with another person, a, a tremendous amount of trust, especially if you have any experience living in survival mode for any length of time. Yeah. And I think part of that trust is in how we are received. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I hear that with this person, in your experience, you were received you know, as yourself, and that helps, seems like it helps build that trust. I think the trippiest thing, which happens almost never, is uh, evidently some of the parts I like best about myself, they like the most. I'm, it's kind of mind-blowing in a way, to be honest. Yeah. It's just torrents of energy flowing through that. All the gates on the dam are open. Everything, you know, it's just, I think that's part of the overwhelming part. Mm -hmm. Just how much energy is available or how much energy that kind of intent can generate. I understand <laughs> none of it. I don't understand one piece of it. But you feel it. Yeah, it's a good ride. It's a really good ride. It makes sense, too. I like how it can make sense, even though you don't understand it. Yeah. Well, until I know that, <laughs> until I know that it's a brick wall and not a house of cards, I'm going to, you know, walk gingerly around it and respect it. And then when I can deal with any residual doubt that it's just an event and not real, I kind of actually believe it, but you know, it's, it takes time to acclimate, I guess, or to master the obvious. How about that? Mm. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still a student of the obvious. I'm not quite a master yet. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah, just coming back to what's right there that maybe we're missing or not seeing. Uh, this simplicity. It's like we're always looking, it seems like in, in general, like everyone's always looking for some uh, magic pill or you know something. And it's like, Kind of like how you said it earlier, just right there in front of you, if you can see it. Well, I, I do know that, at least with my experiences, I would have been delighted to find a magic pill because I guess walking, crawling, crying, screaming, begging, running, all the things I did through it. Um, well, first off, I would hope nobody else would have to experience it. But, you know, I guess none of that feels organic. None of that feels authentic. That all feels like some delightful gift from some circle of hell, you know, that I didn't ask for. And then, you know, the idea that the new normalcy that emerges requires little other than my presence with intent.
which is also pretty cool because I'm kind of tired after all that crap too. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how much more fight I got in me, you know. Yeah, and I I see you putting that time in to build that capacity to be present because that's not always there, you know. Like, what is it that prevents people from being present in the first place? And, but then I see you having these experiences and being able to be like pointing back, knowing like that's what it is to be present. Like once you know that and then you can call it back to you and you have access to it. Like if you don't know what it is, you know, it's not a resource you can pull from. But once you know, then, you know, you have access to that. Maybe not 24-7, but but then you know how to get there. And that's just life-changing, I think. Yeah. Well, the, the, the learning of that, I think, is such a transformational experience water in the desert right why would i ever want to go back right and 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 go back to some place that's inauthentic to begin with that that just reflects survival from unfortunate circumstances undeserved unfortunate circumstances which are just as real too, aren't they? I guess the only thing that changes is how, where, and why you hold space for it. Or maybe even understanding, begin with, that, like you said, there is space for it. I got uh, Joni Mitchell's both sides now flashing through my head. There's room for both sides. Yeah, that's something, um, you know, a practice that I've been incorporating is those feelings or parts or whatever that my impulse is to push away or to repress or to make space for it and naming that it belongs to. And how much shifts for me when I let it belong instead of trying to push it away because of whatever judgments of what that might mean to accept it, you know? Yeah. It's been pretty powerful for me. I, I think the idea that any of us are extensive or expansive enough to even contain any parts, much less conflicting ones. That was a whole process for me to understand. That I am bigger than these things. Some of these things that done kicked the living crap out of me historically. And, and of course, I've always been bigger than them. But, of course... I never believed it because I was too busy battling with them. 
But now they can do what they want, be what they want, stay where they want. I'm, I have no reason. I have no reason to take up arms. I, my safety may be challenged, but not by those parts. Sounds like a empowered place. Well, I, th- I think just the event when the, the shift happens and, and I could see myself as, again, being big enough to contain these things, that was the event. I mean, that was the new normal instantaneously, the new realization. After that, everything kind of took care of itself. I didn't have to go. I mean, I needed to remind myself at times, like you said, when those parts come up, because you're not used to. You either want to chase them away, run like hell from them, beat them into submission, you know, <laughs> any, anything but saying, ah, your room's up on the second floor, third from the left, well, dinner's at eight, you know. Right, yeah. right. Much easier way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I notice in my body just thinking about that being the reality like a settling of not having to fight all the time, not having to run all the time. Like, yeah. Or hide, even worse, hide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How is now? So I'm noticing the time, <laughs> and I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I think uh, maybe is a good time to kind of circle back or kind of uh, just briefly share around your experience of this conversation or, or what's present for you now. Well, well, any, uh, any activation I was mentioning when we started is I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Um, And I'm, I, I appreciate this conversation a lot without trying I've been able to process a lot without trying. I'm not saying stuff like that. I've been using the phrase lately, I think I just really want a reliable zero. Because so much of the perception is you're climbing up just to get there, you know. And I'm pretty sure I'm already there. A reliable resting state. Yeah, and I have a similar um, experience in the, you know, the ease part. Like, not having to work (laughs) at this conversation, not having to orchestrate anything. Like, it just is. And again, just the simplicity of being present. I don't know. I value, I value that space of just being with, like, it doesn't matter what the topic is. It doesn't matter what is there exactly. Just being there with it, being there with you, that it, it isn't something to, to work at. And, and I, uh, appreciated, uh, you sharing and 
just the reminders. I, I think a lot of reminders that came up for me throughout the conversation, why I do what I do and why I love it so much <laughs> and how just as simple as it is, how life-changing it is. It, and it, it just continues to make stronger sense. It certainly made sense out the gate, but that only strengthens. That's only becomes a more reliable foundation. The number of times trust works and nobody got hurt. I mean, I suppose you got to figure it was not the best things in the world that impacted that ability to trust or that ability to want to be present. Right. So welcome to the new normal. To us who want to be present. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel something to celebrate because Yeah. I, I know there's been plenty of times in my life where that hasn't been the case as well. And just getting to that place of wanting to be present because it's not always work and or it's, it's safe or, and it's always fun. <laughs> I mean, so far it has, I haven't been present at anything particularly trying so far, but <laughs> we'll see how that shakes out when it happens. But yeah, it's fun. It's, it's like employing, a lot more of your humanity or your humanness or just what you are to begin with. Yeah. I think it would, well, my experience is that it is harder to be present when it's not fun. <laughs> um, but that there's still, there's still a different quality to it when you can stay in in self, when you can stay present with yourself and someone else, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Well, but maybe it's, when it's practice. Yeah. And, and certainly always a reflection on who you decide to drink with. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, that's got to be trustworthy people to begin with in order to enable trust, right? And I know as I get older, I tend not to play with untrustworthy people. Learn by experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how about it? The hard way, the only way that anybody learns. That's not yeah. true, but it's true a lot of things, that's for sure. I think one of the biggest helps is that willingness you know, to be present or that willingness to trust. Because, yeah, I mean, things happen in relationships of all kinds. And, you know, the where there may be a rupture or something. But, you know, how you handle that is what builds trust, I think. Mm -hmm. Not the fact that it happened, but you know, repairing uh, accountability, those kinds of things that uh, that don't let the trust break down. 
That's uh, that's funny. That triggered a lot of good things. Just about <laughs> relatively recent experiences of just what you just said. Uh, I mean, conflict is inevitable. It's, again, trust reflecting how the participants choose to deal with it. And uh, not a hundred times, but enough times where I've been able to be present and see not what was happening in front of me, but see a historical reaction happening to me because of what was happening in front of me. And then being able to draw that line between the two and understand one is right now and the other is probably a thousand years old at least. You know, if it lasted this long. And I think not only do you get trust back then, but you also get that really wily word, freedom. Or choice, for that matter. Huh? Having the ability to choose in that kind of position when a hundred times for a hundred years prior, there was only one way to do it. And usually it was just get a bigger stick, right? It's really, it's fascinating, isn't it? Doesn't this just blow your mind when these <laughs> things happen? Yeah. So different and so familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm leaving with that word freedom because until I started working on my internal world and presence, being able to be present, being able to have choice, like you said, like being able to see what's now and and what's just information from my past, to be able to choose, like, yeah, freedom. Like I hear of people talking about like financial freedom or, you know, political freedoms, like all these things. And it wasn't until doing this kind of work that I really felt like I understood what freedom was. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be tied to presence, doesn't it? Mm. Well, I'd venture a guess to say that we're on the right damn roads. <laughs> for me, for a change. I'm I'm grateful for it. Me too. Well, thank you. I appreciate you being here and doing this with me and being willing to to share in this capacity. So You're more than welcome. It's it's always a good experience. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. Um thanks to everyone who is here listening to this conversation and for anyone interested, I was joined today by Al, who lives in Chicago, and he uh, works as an actor and writer and photographer and healthcare activist, also as an avid cyclist. And I am so grateful for you being here and taking this journey. 
Thank you. I've, I've had a really good time, and I, I certainly enjoyed it.